again, everyone. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher for Daily in the Word. We're glad that you're here with us today as we continue our study in the book of Philippians. Today we'll be in chapter 3, looking at verses 1 through 11. I hope that as we are reading through the text and discussing it and trying to understand it, that that would be helpful to you as you seek to daily get into the Word of God. Well, let's go ahead and begin today, chapter 3 of Philippians and verse 1. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. This passage is yet another somewhat familiar passage, as Paul here begins to use some pretty sharp language in providing a defense for these Philippian believers. There was a group of people who had infiltrated the church, a group known as Judaizers, these people were were known for following Paul and going in after him to bring a false doctrine into the church. And that false doctrine centered around the idea that believing in Jesus is good, faith in Jesus is good, but we need to add some things, that faith in Jesus is not enough, that you must also be circumcised. These were Jewish people who had heard the message of Christ, and yet wanted to keep Christianity more pure in the sense of Jewish pure. And so they were teaching that circumcision was necessary for salvation, that observing the Old Testament law was still a necessity. And Paul just didn't want to put up with these people, didn't want to mince words and so he wants to provide, at the end of verse 1 here, a safeguard for you. And so he says, verse 2, watch out for those dogs. Now, it's interesting that the Jews considered Gentiles to be dogs. 
And here Paul is saying that the real dogs are those who are trying to introduce this false doctrine into the church. So he calls them dogs. He calls them evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. These are not fellow believers with just a a different nuance of belief or theology. These were heretics. These were people who were introducing a very dangerous belief system into these new churches and new converts, teaching that they must be circumcised, teaching that they must follow the law. And Paul says, listen, circumcision was never about the outward act. Even in the Old Testament, it was about being circumcised in heart. That goes all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy, being circumcised in heart that God would be in charge of a person's life and that person would surrender themselves willingly to the Lord. And so he says, we are the ones, because of faith in Christ, that is what matters, not outward circumcision. We serve God by his Spirit. We are the ones who boast or glory in Christ Jesus. We don't boast about ourselves or our own accomplishments. We boast in Christ, and we put no confidence none in the flesh. And then Paul goes on this little bit of a tirade here where he talks about if there's someone who has reason to have confidence in his flesh, it is me more than any of you other Judaizers. You may not even be pure Jews in that sense, but let me tell you what I had going for me. He says in verse 4, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I've got more. And he lists eight things here. Four are based on his birth, in other words, outside of his control. And then the next four were based on things that were under his control. So circumcised on the eighth day, his birth parents decided that for him, not himself. He was born of Israel, of course, not something he could decide, of the tribe of Benjamin, a tribe that still had much honor in their society, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Listen, I was born with two Hebrew parents, he would say. I knew the Hebrew language. I was raised under Hebrew customs. I knew how to be a Hebrew, how to be a Jew. In regard to the law, he said, I'm I'm a Pharisee, the strictest of the sects of the Jews. He chose to persecute the church. As for zeal, no one was more zealous than him in trying to keep the Jewish faith pure. And as for righteousness according to the law, faultless, blameless, he considered himself. And then he says in verse 7, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. All of that outward stuff, he's trying to say, is worthless because of my sin because I was rebellious against God. So the only hope that I have is found through faith in Jesus Christ. What is more, verse 8, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, not just a head knowledge, but an experiential knowledge to know him, to know Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, Everything on this earth has become meaningless compared to 
knowing Christ. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ to be found in him. There is nothing better in this life than to be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law because that's impossible, but that which is through faith in Christ. Faith in Christ. Not just faith by itself, but faith based on who am I placing that faith in. And it's faith that is placed in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. When I put my faith in Christ, God gives to me the righteousness of Jesus Christ. What a great exchange. I get the righteousness of Christ, and Christ took upon himself my sin and the punishment for my sin when he died on the cross, simply by placing my faith in him, that you too, you listener, can know Christ simply by placing your faith in him. It's not about who you are. It's not about what you can do of your own accord. It's about what Jesus has already done for you. And you can have that dynamic. You can have that relationship simply by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. He goes on, I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection that's available to all of us. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that resides within each one of us who have trusted Christ as Savior. When the Holy Spirit takes up residence within us as believers, And I want to know that power to participate in his sufferings. This is not the suffering on the cross. Nobody could could participate in those sufferings when Jesus died for us on the cross. But in the other ways that Jesus suffered by being a man, becoming like him in his death, recognizing that I get the fullness of the power of his resurrection when I surrender myself, when I put myself to death in that sense, and instead live, I'm alive in Christ, and his life is lived out through me. Somehow, he says, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. This is not Paul somehow harboring or expressing doubt about where he will spend his eternity. He's using this phrase that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead in the sense that it's not his self-achievement, but this is a gift from God. He's looking forward to that crowning, uh, that crowning achievement, that crowning climax is the better word there, when he himself will be resurrected from the dead, and he's looking forward to attaining that not earning it himself, not attaining it himself, but attaining it in the sense that this is what Christ has won for me, and I'm looking forward to that day when I myself will be resurrected from the dead. And you and I, we too look forward to that day. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can know that we are saved, that we can know that it's not about ourselves. It's not about what we can do or what we were born into or how good we can be, how righteous we can be, because we can't. We all fall short. 
the only hope that we have is through what Jesus has provided to us when he died on the cross. Lord, thank you again for these words from Paul, where he went through this litany of all these self-righteous accomplishments, and we recognize that we could never qualify what Paul did, and yet it doesn't matter. It's all garbage. It's all rubbish. Lord, that we could attain Christ, that we could gain Christ and be found in him. I want to know Christ, as Paul said, to the power of his resurrection, participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Lord, that I may set aside the things that I value about this life. Lord, that I might hold on to you all the tighter, that I might know you more intimately, more personally than I do today that I may participate in your sufferings, Lord, that you would find me worthy of that. To look forward to that day of resurrection and what a day that will be. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to live out the truth in our lives, not trying to lean upon our own selves, but always looking to you, always trusting you. And we thank you, Lord. And we love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening in today on Daily in the Word. We're glad that you are here. If you would ever like to contact us, ask any questions, if you have any concerns about anything, if there's just something that we have covered in the text that it's just bugging you and you would like an answer for, you can contact us at Daily in the Word at yahoo.com, daily in the word at yahoo.com. Love to be able to hear from you. Whatever it is that you would like to ask, love to be able to help you in that way. So if you would like to email us, it's again, daily in the word at yahoo.com. Well, I hope that you all have a great day today. I look forward to being with you again here on our daily discovery in God's word. Have a great day.